Should we start this thing or what? Yeah, let, let's get into it. Welcome to Your Parents Watch This on the Comedy Here Often YouTube channel. Uh, we're live. Make Can you make crowd noises? Like, whoa! Like from the bat? Yeah, yeah. We, we love you. We're live from the Astroworld Festival where Travis Scott just brought out Ghislaine Maxwell to do a guest performance. And she's singing her uh, her song, which is a remix of one of Travis Scott's songs. It's called Sicko Mode. It's uh it's based on a true story. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a little bit different than the original. Yeah, that'd be actually that's what we should we should do an Epstein documentary and it's just called Sicko Mode the Epstein story and it but like it's from a place of admiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. then guess what he did? <laughs> He laundered all the money, and he used that. He invested. Buy low, sell high. He bought kids. What's lower than that? Yeah. I'm sell them high. What's higher than an adult? Sick of all these documentaries talking shit on my mans. He was richer than you. He globetrotted more than you, and he fucked more than you. Yeah. What did you hate? That he had a hot wife or that he had a ton of hot little mistresses? <laughs> 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 you guys are mad because you're worse at flirting than old J.E. <laughs> That's the only reason people are mad at him. Worse at flirting, worse at getting bags. What do you even bring to the table? Jeffrey Epstein was the ultimate YouTube pickup artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the only one it worked for. Yeah. You ever hear about how Epstein would pick up kids? Uh, how? It was crazy. He'd woo them. Like, what, how would he, what would he do? I heard this one lady's account where it was like, yeah, it was like uh, you were whisked away into a magical world. He asked me what I wanted. I Or no, he asked me what my favorite flavor of cake was. And then I said chocolate. And then 15 minutes later, he had a chocolate cake ready made for me. That's insane, dude. And, like, imagine if you had that power at your fingertips, dude. Yeah. God damn. I was reading about Arnold Rothstein, famous, uh... I won't say which type of gangster he was, but he was a famous gangster of a certain ilk. Uh, what kind you of might, ilk? Maybe you might have some... By ilk, do you mean... Uh, I'm not going to say what it is, because you'd probably ethno have... Ethno group? Well, you'd probably have a bunch of preconceived notions about it uh, that would be negative, But so I won't say it. But uh, he, like... They're like, uh, all the stories about him are like, yeah, he made all this money, but he didn't spend it on anything. The only luxury that he ever bought was he loved cake. <laughs> it was just like this billionaire mobster who ate cake all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> See, and like, man, that's kind of why I'm sad that like I didn't get to just be around in the 1900s and yeah. just like a thing that I take for granted on my day to day, like eating cake could just be what I would devote my entire life to then. <laughs> and that would be like, that would be like a high level pursuit, you know? Yeah. Like, well, you know what I wish, I wish I grew up in a time like before cameras and before they knew about what was bad for you. Yeah. Cause like, if you think about it in the 19 like thirties, sure. The depression was happening, but if you just joined a gang, no one would ever catch you doing a murder because there would be no cameras. Yeah. And then also, no one knew that ripping darts and eating chocolate cake for breakfast was bad for you. That's true. Like, if you watch old movies, every breakfast scene, they're always like, yeah, let me get a coffee and a giant glob of cake. Yeah, do you have any Coca-Cola on tap that yeah. still has cocaine in it? Yeah, exactly. Give me a big, huge, give me a tall pour. Those were the days. Those were the days, man. Anyway. Yeah, that'd be sick to go back to it. Go crazy, but... But anyway, yeah. we're cursed in the present. We're cursed in mod modernity. We're cursed with iPhones. We're cursed with yeah. um, Snapchatting girls and them but not anyways. Snapchatting me back. Well, I can't relate to that part. They always respond to me. But welcome to the official podcast of the Free Ghislaine Movement. 
Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Kean Beatty, and I'm also his co-host, Brad. Uh, what movie are we talking about? This week we're doing uh, Donnie Darko. Came out in 2001, making it the most, the newest movie we've covered no, so far I didn't far know on this was a 01 film. An 01 flick. That's right, baby. Hmm. We, do, we do shit that's at least 20 years old, and this just under the wire. Now, you know what I learned from this movie? I didn't know the song at the end. Uh, you know that one? Yeah, the uh, Tears for Fears. Where they're like... Uh, or the, uh, what, Mad World. Yeah, yeah, Mad yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was written for this movie. What did you think it was written for? School dances. <laughs> they play that at school dances? <laughs> I've, I've heard it a ton that in my life. seems wrong. I never knew it was from this movie. I actually... And then I, I looked... The way I found out was I liked it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this song. It's a banger. I looked it up on Spotify. It's from... Like, it's only on the soundtrack of yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's from this movie, yeah. yeah. It was a cover from uh, Gary Jules. Um, mm. And they also reused it in uh, a Gears of War commercial in, I like, never, 2008. Never heard that. That was how I found about found out about it. My dad put it on my iPod Nano and was like, this is from a video game commercial. You know what, what I think? was doing in 2008? Supporting the community after the financial crisis. Yeah. But that's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> I don't know. Eight years old. Yeah. Like, do you need <laughs> some of my allowance? You need a four skittles. Excuse me, Fannie Mae. Do you need a place to crash while <laughs> the community was lined up outside my house? I was handing them juice boxes. <laughs> also, my mom was pissed off. <laughs> I don't know if this movie was too smart for me or if this movie was incredibly stupid. It's a little bit of both, because um, I'm s- assuming that you didn't understand the time travel angle of this no, i understood the time travel but i just well you're actually wrong about that i didn't get what the point of it all was it's purely a time travel movie because i thought it was supposed to be like some sort of deep thing about like free will i think it i mean a little bit it is but it's mostly not it's mostly i mean i i, I this movie really is like a teenage angst Mental illness, all that type of movie, overcoming your personal demons. Yeah, uh, I mean that's what you think it is, and then you find out that actually it's just straight time travel. I there's a website I found. Who's that fucking guy? Frank. Yeah. Who is that guy? Yeah. Okay. Was that a guy or was that him being mentally ill? It was a guy. So basically, this whole movie pretty much takes place in a parallel universe. This movie starts off in the real world. Yeah. And then that anomaly, whatever happens over top of their house, that's where the big jet engine crashes into their house. Yeah, but the guy was there before that happened. You're right, he was. That's because, uh, so everybody who exists in the alternate reality also exists in the regular reality. When that plane jet engine crashed into his house, it split the timeline in half. That was why he had the 28-day thing written on his arm to know, like, this is how long you're going to be in here before shit starts to get fucked up. This movie's For, way dumber than I thought it was. It's super, honestly. Just off a cursory Dude, it's a little bit ridiculous. And this was a big trend in movies uh, in the like mid-2000s. Like This and Primer, I think, are the two best examples of just like movies that seem incredibly smart because they're tough to understand. And then as you try to actually understand them and grasp them, it's like, okay, Why? Yeah. Why did you do this? <laughs> Why did this need to be an ultra uber complicated um, fucking uh, time travel movie? Why couldn't it have been um, a, a movie about a teenager overcoming mental illness? Yeah, it Would that out, not have been a better movie? It started out as like a great uh, take on mental illness. See, I liked and that's it a the lot. thing, and I and I don't think that like this. I don't think that this movie 
becomes like a bad take on mental illness. I think oh, all those other themes. Dumber. No, you're right. Like <laughs> they all stand on their own. It's just a little, not necessarily tarnished. I just wish that was the main focus on the mo- of the movie and yeah. not this weird elaborate time travel thing that they've tried to set up. Because the first half was like, uh, well, uh, off the top, like before I started it, I was like, oh, I love mob movies. Yeah, Brad thought this was this a mob movie yeah, going into his it. His name's Donnie. Well, I think I I think that you got this. Did you mix this up with Donnie Brasco? <laughs> <laughs> I might have. <laughs> Which is a mob movie. <laughs> but I also know Donnie Brasco. I've seen that. Oh, okay. okay so I knew okay. this was different. But also, like, his name's Donnie, you know? Vowel. <laughs> there's, a, there's a vowel at the end of his Donnie last name. Donnie does seem like a fighting Italian I name. I thought it was going to be a, a mob movie. Or and at least a movie set in Boston. And then I started it, and the first half, I'm like, oh, this is a great portrayal of uh, mental illness and how it isolates you from uh, your loved ones. Yes. And then the end of it, I was like, what is this, fucking Inception? Yeah, and basically, yes, was the answer. I don't know if I liked it or hated it. But I know that I had fun watching it, and uh, that's more than I can say for most movies. Yeah, this movie is a fun one to watch. I just, yeah, because, yeah, like you were saying, it starts off, and it's a very good depiction of high school stuff. And then it just kind of becomes, and it loses me a little bit when it becomes the time travel chosen one movie. Because that's what this is, basically. He's the chosen one? Yeah, See, so. I didn't even get that either. Dude, I literally got all this. Okay, so I after the, I watched the movie, yeah, um, I found a website and it's called donniedarko.org.uk, and it's literally <laughs> just an explanation of this movie. Man, .org.uk websites are where I get all my conspiracy theories And it's from. like, dude, if, if, if you have to make a web page and pay monthly to you know pay for the URL and all that shit to convince me that Donnie Darko is a good movie that makes sense, is it? Yeah. Does it make sense? Because, I, I mean, like, they have all this stuff about how, okay, so basically, let me explain this. You have the primary universe. That's where the movie starts off. That's where it's set. Then the anomaly happens, and the jet engine drops out of nowhere, crashing into the house. Um, Right before that happens, when Donnie goes to sleep, that's when the movie, that's when the parallel universe opens up. And now this movie's uh, taking place in a tangential universe that exists to the side of the main timeline that we're on. Yeah. In that universe, Donnie is the chosen one. He's basically the guy... What's uh, he chosen for? He's chosen... To stop global warming? Well, he's chosen... So by, uh, when when the um, uh, plane engine came into the Earth, that was a duplicate of another plane engine that exists outside of this reality. So okay. by creating the two plane engines in the, in the parallel uh, reality, that basically causes like a glitch in the matrix that's going to cause it to uh, cave in on itself at a certain point, which is why this movie is about Donnie... Uh, you think it's about Donnie overcoming his mental illness, but actually, this movie is about Donnie getting that jet engine back into the, uh, or uh, basically sending it back through the dimension to the original dimension and getting it out of there and saving the timeline. That's why this movie kind of goes backwards in time at the end of it and sends his shit back. Then he wakes up in his bed where he's now content with his life. He's completed his mission, and then the shit re-crashes on him, and he dies because he sent it through the fucking future to kill himself. Well, here's what I'll say about that, is that explanation makes me want to use ableist slurs. (laughs) 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 And also, I think basically what you're telling me is that this movie's an allegory for Twitter. Because everyone with mental illness thinks they're the chosen one. Dude, and that's a, that's another specific <laughs> note that I had, that I don't think that this movie does any favors for the whole I'm the fucking protagonist movement. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you just watch Donnie Darko? You're not the protagonist. <laughs> well, I told you before we started recording, but I believe it even more now. This movie feels like if a movie about mental illness watched Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, man, that's <laughs> so funny. You're totally right about that. Because this really does just play into mental illness. And you think that it is the kind of mental illness that Donnie's exhibiting through the show, you know, being uh, depressive, not fitting in, you know, yeah. having his weird sleeping issues, which, brother, I relate to. Uh, seeing uh, Frank and all that shit. And then you actually find out that, really, he's the chosen one. All of this is really happening in a parallel universe, and all these people are created uh, to push Donnie towards completing uh, his goal and fulfilling his destiny. But I still don't get what that is. Like, what's he chosen for? He's chosen to... be to a guy who shoots somebody after they hit his girlfriend with their car? Well... In, yes. <laughs> do you, do you actually do you want me to read this explanation and we can go through it and try and figure w- out if it makes sense or not? Would that be a fun way to spend this podcast? Or? Sure. I just want to know what he's chosen for. Okay, so he's basically he's chosen to fix the universe shit. Let me. Uh, okay, here's what I'll say while okay. you're doing this. Uh, does is Jake Gyllenhaal Donnie in this yeah, movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, me personally, I think we should take him out. Why, Jake Gyllenhaal or Donnie? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, because I just listened to uh, Red Taylor's version. What's that? That's uh, Taylor Swift's uh, version oh, of yeah. the Red album, where she t- discusses her breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh. And me, personally, I think we need to make Donnie Darko Taylor's version. Maybe it could be called Donnie Lido. Donnie Lido. Because she's blonde. And at the end of the movie, he gives back her scarf or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's the chosen one. Yeah, it's actually not a jet engine now. Now it's Taylor Swift's scarf. He's <laughs> the whole movie is him giving it back to Taylor. Yeah, he's chosen by God. And to then he dies Taylor. in the end because yeah. he's still a bastard. Yeah, he should. we should kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really related to the start of this movie when I thought it was about mental illness, about like how he isolates himself from his family and like everyone yeah. around him. Yeah, well, shit. and that's kind of how I l- like to look at this movie is that it is about mental illness, and I think that you do get some good lessons if you take it from that. Maybe actually he's just insane and he thinks that he's becoming a time traveling chosen one. But he's actually just going more and more insane. He's just waking up at golf courses and seeing rabbits everywhere. Yeah, if you wake up at a golf course, you're not the chosen one. Yeah, you got a lot going you're on. You're a guy who needs to quit doing meth. Yeah, you've been chosen to go to N.A., dude. <laughs> but get it together. <laughs> yeah. um, so what's he chosen for? To save the world? Essentially, yeah. Okay, so... Basically, that philosophy of time travel book that is referenced pretty sporadically through this movie. No, it's not a real book, but the director kind of wrote like a theory behind it and wrote all this lore for the movie that he then bases it off of. So basically, the philosophy of time travel states that time is usually a stable construct, but every now and then the fourth dimension gets corrupted. When this happens, it creates a tangent universe which is uh, the parallel universe that most of the movie is set in, uh, which is highly unstable and will only last a few weeks before it collapses in on itself. This is basically what the plot of the movie is about, is Donnie Darko trying to not let it collapse in on itself and instead phase it out. I don't understand why people have to make shit up. Like, See, and that's basically my issue with this movie, <laughs> is that you had all these great you know, themes about being a teenager and depression, and yeah. like truly a human movie. Jake Gyllenhaal kills it in this uh, as Donnie Darko. And there's so many aspects of this that I related to when I watched it initially, but like 
to bog it down with all this time travel sci-fi stuff it's like like if you have why to who is this for you shouldn't have to this is m- maybe my most problematic stance out of all hundred episodes or whatever that we've done we've done 60 out of all 60 hundred episodes that we because each episode counts for a hundred because that's how good the podcast is true but my opinion is that if you need to uh create lore for what to explain why your movie happens the way it does then i think that's bad I mean, I'm kind of with you. Have to do that. I'm, uh, I'm kind of with you on that. Like the only time that I support like That's a like ton stupid. of fucking like inventing what you think time travel is just to make a movie about it. Yeah, man. That's and really like, dumb. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe the director's a genius for creating a theory and then making a movie around this theory. But it's like, but you know who? Why makes, did you need to do that? You know kinda, whose job it is to make theories is science guys. True. Like if you were gonna make a theory that wasn't stupid, you'd be a science guy. Yes. You wouldn't be a movie guy. Being but also, like, like hey, let me. Because what if Einstein made a movie and it was like, hey, let me pitch to you that uh, E equals MC squared in the form of allegorical um, uh, content? Yeah. You'd be like, well, maybe this Einstein guy's. Re- um, I almost <laughs> said the R word. Say it. <laughs> maybe this Einstein Say guy it. is unintelligent medically. <laughs> 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 so there has to be, like, a snappy. <laughs> Word that starts with like an R for that word. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I've never heard uh, it. I'm sure someone in the comments knows. Um, but I don't know. I just that's. But yeah, I just don't think that the time travel stuff enhanced this movie. Like it feels like less of an integral pop plot point and more of the director being like, "Yeah, I bet I could figure out a way to make time travel make sense." Yeah, it just feels like a guy jacking himself off. Yeah, which is exactly how Inception felt too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to an extent, Inception did feel a little Jackie offy, but I think it was a little more followable simply because they devoted the whole movie to be about the time travel thing I didn't and not have this Inception other at all. or not time travel, but to be about the dream stuff. I didn't the first time I watched it and I watched it again uh, recently and it did make sense. It is a good movie, but I think it is because they, they go so hard into the, you know, the whole dream thing and they really spend the whole movie explaining this to you in a way that does make sense and setting up the rules of the movie in the movie and not on a website that I check after I watched it and was like, huh? Yeah. So that's why I, I feel like Inception worked for that reason. If they tried to make it like a character drama and have it be, you know, if they if they like because the whole Leo and his wife thing in that movie is like kind of a subplot. If they if they tried to make that the main thing and then have the dream shit be the secondary thing, it'd be fucked. And that's kind of how Donnie Darko went. They tried to make the personal relationships, the character development front and center, which good call. They were great characters. I liked all that stuff. But the time travel just became so irrelevant once they did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know, man. It's like uh, I. Uh, I still don't get how fucking what's his name Kevin, Kyle, the evil guy. Oh, uh, Frank. Frank. He's yeah. Frank also isn't evil <laughs> in this movie. So the whole b- Frank and <laughs> well, then I really don't. Get so it. Frank, yeah, Frank <laughs> and his girlfriend. I forget uh, their names. They were uh, characters who uh, their job is basically to guide Donnie through this parallel universe and to have him fulfill his mission. Mm. Um, and for some reason, explained in the I think in either I think in the director's cut of this movie. 
um, they had to die to basically they had to die in this parallel universe to basically complete their destinies. That's why the lady gets hit by the car. That's why Frank gets shot in the face after mm. um, because they are his guides that are bound to him or whatever and push him through this. Um, Frank killed his girlfriend so that he would in turn kill Frank and then, you know, want to bring back his girlfriend. And the only way Donnie saw to do that was to send this artifact back through the wormhole and restore balance what to the artifact? universe. The artifact was the jet engine. Man, I hate this movie. <laughs> I liked this movie before we started talking about it. And See, now and I that's the thing it. with this movie. That's the <laughs> thing, dude, is you watch it and you're like, man, I liked that. What happened? Mm. And then you find out what happened and you're like, oh, man, why? That's kind of dumb. <laughs> that <shit> sucks, <laughs> That's <dude>. so stupid. Because, <laughs> like, I, do, I still don't get how the guy got from the the tangential universe to his universe. Just an anomaly. Simply uh, an anomaly that sometimes happens in this universe. Damn, and that's dude. and I don't like those explanations. Yeah, that's Especially when you have so many set reasons for all these other things that come back to this one initial happening and you're like, "Oh yeah. You know, it just sh- stuff like that happens sometimes." Yeah. Like that's, that's so <laughs> maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but I don't think that I am. I kind of wish all movies were like that where there was just no explanation for why anything happens. They're just like, yeah, shit's random. Oh man, this, this movie is, so is weird. like <laughs> this is like the the um what's that word? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But this movie is like the poster child for uh those kids that thought being random was the funniest thing you could do. <laughs> yeah, just saying Yelling bacon or whatever. Yeah, this movie invented bacon culture. <laughs> bacon culture. <laughs> <laughs> bacon mustache culture. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was really funny uh, when his sister uh, brings up who she's voting for at the dinner table. Yeah. I th- Like, why is our generation obsessed with doing that? I don't know, man. Well, this Our mov- generation thinks activism is the same as uh, getting your grandpa to yell. Yeah, it's very funny. And they're like, oh, well, I'm challenging his beliefs. And it's like, do you have to? You don't. He's going to die he's with those. He's 97 years old. It's and fine. And he's just trying to have you eat pierogies that he made. Just make some fucking memories with him. Like you gotta, sometimes you got to come to terms with the fact that your grandparents are going to be a little bit racist. Yeah, I don't think this taught our parents anything, but I think what it should teach us is how to shut the fuck up sometimes. Yeah, man. you know what? I, I, have, like, I just learned the lesson of like just leave your grandpa's political opinions exactly. alone. Exactly. And uh, enjoy him while he's here. But, like, I still have cousins that, like, just scream at my... And it, it's so stupid. never changes his mind. Like, yeah. you're never going to win the argument. Like No, definitely not. Yeah. And, like, you could probably honestly get a little bit out of finding out why he thinks the way he thinks. Yeah. If you really want to make a difference, level with these people. Ask Come, guys some questions. Because, I mean, like... Quit calling yeah. everybody racist Look, just because I mean, they say racist stuff. And, I mean, there is a chance that he is just a stupid racist. But well, there's also a chance that, you know, maybe he believes this for but a reason. Much like Donnie Darko, there's more to every story than initially meets That's the, the thing. And, you know, if you really want to change a racist's mind later down the road, find out why this guy right here is racist. He has to talk to you about it. He's your grandpa. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I thought he like he was being haunted by a, like an evil demon from hell. Effort. I didn't yeah. get that Frank wasn't evil. I thought he was evil the whole time. Yeah. There's a scene where Donnie's stabbing the mirror. I was like, oh yeah, that seems like some uh, guy haunted by demons. Yeah, I can do. see that. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> but uh, I also I just like the way it shows like him intentionally like making people mad at him, Donnie. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh yeah, I can relate to that, dude. I used to do that all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, I like that's that they really do nail the whole angsty teen in this movie. Like he really is call like literally calling for help. Yeah. Or crying for help this entire uh, movie, and uh, no one really notices, and so he fucking gets in his own head and withdraws and starts doing crazy shit because that's all he can do. That's my fan theory of the movie. I don't think any of that shit we read off the forum is real. I think uh, he's just being insane. Yeah, just whacked. Yeah. Because, I mean, I really do like that iteration, like that perception of the movie. And if you look at, you know, the girl as uh, his only, you know, his shot at happiness and feeling like a person and how Frank runs or, you know, runs her, mows her down in the car at the end of the movie. Yeah. That I mean, to me, that's like a perfect allegory for when uh, mental illness just gets in the way of your life and fucks you for seemingly no reason. And then how he uh, then kills Frank immediately after is another very good uh, representation of the feeling I get immediately after that happens. And I start just being very healthy out of spite almost <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> to that's start funny. making my bed all the time. Yeah, 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 it's a great allegory for how uh, mental illness is the reason why all my exes left. Yes. Exactly. And that's what I take this movie to mean. Nothing more, nothing less. And that's a, that's a flick I can relate to. You know, That's <laughs> a moral that I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started working out every day after my last breakup. Dude, this movie's about me. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're Donnie Darko right now. <laughs> you're sick and twisted like Donnie is. <laughs> um, also, I think this movie's secretly about... Um, Remember the what the one plane on 9/11 that crashed into Pennsylvania? Oh, you think that's this plane? Yeah, I think that was the plane. This movie did this. come out in 2001. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I really liked uh, Drew Barrymore in this movie as the English teacher, the hot babe teacher. Yeah, I, well, I, d- I didn't notice how hot she was, but I uh, I just noticed her personality and hu- like how smart she was. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you are the type of guy that would do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, she did such a good job of like capturing the hip English teacher at the school. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me mad when they have hot teachers because like I didn't get to uh, experience that. Except we had some st- anyway, we had some bad as hell student teachers. But I didn't like her being like all horny, being like, "Go sit next to the guy you." Dude, think is I the know cutest. that would have ruined me in junior. As high, it, or whether high th- if I was the guy who got picked, if I was the guy who didn't get picked, if I was the girl who had to pick, if she I just had, made everyone want to kill yeah, themselves if that I had day. Dude. Any part of that situation, <laughs> I would have immediately switched classes. If I heard her say that as I was walking by in a different class, would have transferred schools, dude. Yeah, that's I, so. That's. Way too stressful. Could, did you ever have teachers who were like that, who like were horny vicariously through their students? Sometimes you'd have teachers that would like know. Like I had an art teacher who knew I had a crush on this girl in my art class. Yeah. And um, shout out to her, dude. Shout out to her, the girl you had a crush on. Yeah, uh, the girl I had a crush on. The art teacher was a man. He wore, <laughs> he wore cargo shorts every day and camo sweaters. That and uh, how did he be? What did he draw art of? Just rifles. He was actually really good at drawing, but he was colorblind. Damn. So, like, he'd show you this, like, beautifully drawn thing, and you'd be like, why is the mountain green? <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Not again. But he was a good guy. And, like, I don't think he was doing it maliciously. I thought he was just – I think he was probably just, like, doing a bit. But uh, one time I drew a huge uh, dick on this girl's arm in Sharpie Sick. in the middle of class. Did she – how? Huh? Like – really fast without her noticing or like did she, was she like draw a dick on my arm or no it was definitely non-consensual mm. um, Would you, which i'm still atoning you assaulted her scene. with a dick it sounds like well uh 
It wouldn't hold up in court. That's <laughs> all I'll say. <laughs> I've been advised by my legal counsel <laughs> to not elaborate. But I, I drew on her arm with this Sharpie, and then he, I can't remember, I think he called me a lap dog. And then uh, that, like, destroyed me. He was like, you follow her around like a lap dog. Jeez. In front of the whole class. Oh, and dude, then, that would kill me. Yeah, and now, uh, ever since then, I, I d- have been an anxious avoidant attachment style. <laughs> 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 so no one can say you're lap dog style. Yeah, brother, I do not follow anyone around these days. <laughs> they gotta follow me. But I think that, like, it felt horrible in the moment, but I think it did me some good uh, in later years. Yeah, yeah. Now that you're uh, now I get to act aloof and people are like, I wonder what he's thinking. Probably Inst- dastardly thoughts. Instead of being like, that guy's got a fucking huge erection in art class right now. <laughs> <laughs> huge, giant, girthy, viscous erection. That guy's drawing the boner that he has on that girl. No, I used to have erections a lot. In Doubt class. it. I would Brad, be- actually, you did, I thought you told me you had erectile dysfunction as a child. Uh, no, that was in high school when I started being on antidepressants. Mm. That's when my dick stopped working. But it would still get hard. Still doesn't work. It just nothing. Ladies work. listening to the show, Brad still can't get hard. It was like an empty tube of toothpaste. Like it's still, you could tell what it was, but nothing came out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> no, it wasn't bad. It sounds not bad at all. Yeah, it actually, it got me uh, some uh, cred. <laughs> but anyway, some undeserved <laughs> fucking cred. Uh, you know what teacher really gave me flashbacks to Catholic school was that uh, cheery one. He kept showing the motivational videos to the students. Oh, yeah, that was funny. That I liked when he turned out to be a pedophile. I thought that was a good comment on the world. Well, I just loved that, man. I Like, I went to Catholic school, and so that really— How many of your teachers turned out to be pedophiles? None at my school, but a couple at some of the other, um, like, junior highs. Uh, I think, like, two kids—or two teachers— in my district while I was in school turned out like ended up being pedophiles. We have a we had a band teacher who everyone like knew, but he like we're still waiting to yeah, hear. There was one teacher who I did think was a pedophile, but he has since quit teaching, so he could I guess pr- pursue pedophilia full time. Yeah, but I don't know if he ever did l- anything, but you would just see him like looking down yeah. girls. <laughs> Yeah, this time. one teacher would always like <laughs> tell uh, girls to like, yeah, you know, just come hang out at my class whenever. And you're just <laughs> like, hey, like it's just not a good look to be you, the 35 year old man, and then have like a 13 year old girl, and you're just chatting. Yeah, what do you have in common? You don't have anything to talk about, dude. What are you watching? Fucking uh, Vampire Diaries yeah. as a 35 year old man. I'm watching a lot of Family Channel lately. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> God, I, Nickelodeon's been crushing it, dude. You catch that new SpongeBob? Yeah, I remember back when I played volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the grossest looking man you've ever seen. Yeah, That's the other thing. They could at least. Getting in real close. Here's how you win at dodgeball. If you're going to be a pedophile, like at least be sexy. Yeah, you know. Don't be Give like a something huge, to talk about. disgusting cargo shorts guy. No, be like one of the hot lady teachers who victimizes a male student. Yeah. Sexy like that. I did like the English teacher in this movie, though. Uh, I liked the story she picked. It was something I had read. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a banger. I forget what that shit's called, but these kids uh, just like... Was it the Destroyers or the... Something like Destructors, maybe? The Destructors, that's what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good as hell, you know? And uh, um, I like. I think it was cool that they showed them studying an actual cool thing to read in school. 
Because you know how when you're in school, all you study is, like, the fucking, like, Hunger Games? Yeah, just shit that sucks. Yeah, just, like, and, like, they always ban books that they think is offensive, but it's, like, maybe if I had read, like, a couple more interesting books, I wouldn't have spent my youth looking at suicide quotes on Tumblr. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's, like, why... I mean, uh, old teachers are always wondering, like, why don't kids like reading? And it's like, because you only assign bullshit and then yeah. to kill a mockingbird. And by the time you assign that, it's too late. Yeah, to kill a mockingbird, it, like, you should read that in, like, elementary You school. should. I read it in grade six, and it was, like, I fucking loved that book. I didn't, I was never assigned to that book. I read it by myself. I Yeah, I read it by myself in elementary, and then I got assigned it later on in high school. And it's like, I don't want to fucking read this in high school, dude. It's so funny how school has to, like, pander. It's about a six-year-old girl. It's weird that school has to pander to like the dumbest guys, you it, know. Well, and it makes because they can't teach anything too complicated. When you're, you know, geniuses like us, that it becomes hard, and that's why we had to drop out of school. Well, yeah, twice because we're too smart for it. I, uh, yeah, I read. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna jack myself off on the podcast. My point is, no, come on, buddy. That come. I thought it was cool. bust everywhere. No, but I just Bust thought out. it was cool that they showed something, like, interesting and provocative as the book in English class instead of, like, fucking, I don't know, whatever. Th- I can't even think of one. No, that is cool. And I also like the whole cellar door thing, too. Like, I don't, I can't remember too much about that, but that was just something she said was, like, you know, something. Uh, she said a linguist called it yeah. the most beautiful phrase. In the but I, 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 I've just heard that come up a bunch of other times in other English classes. So now I'm wondering, like, is this high art? Or did all these other fucking teachers just also see Donnie Darko and were like, yeah, I'm going to be, like, that cool lady teacher. I never heard anyone talk about how they're horny for the phrase cellar door before. I've heard that a handful of times in a couple of English classes. But that book was cool as hell. These kids all just, like fuck this guy's life up for no reason and it's like yeah i kind of want to do that yeah that does sound (laughs) Um, also i liked it when he uh started whacking off in his therapist's office do you ever do that no but i think you should be allowed (laughs) to i think that hey whoa you told me to get comfortable (laughs) there should be a specific type of therapist where you're allowed to jack off in there just to see if you have the right technique yeah, you're right. I mean, probably there's a lot of guys out there who don't know how to jack off. There's too much stuff that they don't teach you in sex ed class. You're right. How to eat uh, pussy. How to whack yourself off. How to whack another guy off. How to get fucked in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. 2021. There's a lot of different stuff, dude. <laughs> uh, why did I have to learn that I had a prostate when I was 20 years old? Yeah. I, I thought that was girl stuff. You know how much less goofing off in class I would have <laughs> if I was just focused on getting home so I could uh, finger my asshole, <laughs> finger my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this movie didn't act like uh, he stopped being mentally ill as soon as he got a girlfriend. I don't like when movies do that when they're like, "Yeah, yeah I'm gonna kill myself." Oh wait, actually, this girl kissed me. Now everything's fine. Yeah, no, he like he definitely like got better, but like. The mental illness would still flare up, and, you know, he burned a guy's house down when he had a girlfriend, so, like, clearly not doing that great. You should be allowed to do that. Man, that was cathartic for me, because, like, I was saying before, I went to Catholic school, so we had a lot of those, like, you know, horrible fucking overly enthusiastic teachers who would just show you motivational videos all day, and then also then get those guys in to talk to you in school and think it was a huge big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, We had this one guy come in, Father Mark was his name, and he was just, like, the... 
so fucking homophobic, so like genuinely a stupid guy. <laughs> and whenever he would talk, he would get like a little like a little drop of spit would like oh, form. God. It would form like right at the like the lower lowest point in the it's right like in the middle of his lower. For a lip. homophobe, your shit seems pretty wet. Yeah, man. Why are you so <laughs> moist? Why are you so lubed up right now? <laughs> you seem like you'd be the perfect uh, hold the phobe. Yeah. Oh man, but he was so disgusting. I hated him. Actually, that's a cool expression when someone says something homophobic. You go, "Hey, hold the phobe." Hold the phobe. Yeah. I'm all homo. Hold the phobe. Extra homo. This <laughs> 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 is a safe space. Yeah. Be as gay as you want. <laughs> is that what? Anyway, do you think you could be so hypnotized by a man? I don't know. I would love to try and be hypnotized because I don't think that I could be. I, I think, think I, my, my brain is too powerful. That's the thing. I have a very strong brain. Yeah. You know, I've talked myself out of some pretty pretty crazy mental situations. <laughs> that, like, I love to see a guy try and talk me into one. <laughs> love to see him try. Yeah, I would like to go head to head with the world's best hypnotist. Yeah, and yeah. just make him put. So, so we're gonna get Norm Shaw on the show. Stop doing local <laughs> references, dude. People love local references. Yeah, people actually local love Alberta stand up. <laughs> but anyway, I just I would like to me versus like the CIA's best MK Ultra guy, but he's not allowed to drug me. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're both of sound mind. It locked in a room for 16 hours. And let's see who fucking hypnotizes who, dude. We each get a medallion. (laughs) (laughs) Two guys, two medallions in 24 hours. Uh. They should do that. That, Like, just to, you know, like, I I assume there's some grand council of hypnotists out there. (laughs) That's probably how they figure out, you know, like, who the pope of the hypnotists is going to be. They they sequester 15 of them in a room. There's smoke from a chimney. When the chimney turns white, you know that the last guy was hypnotized. There's probably going to be like a secret (coughs) war between the Illuminati and hypnotists. Probably there's already one happening right now, and we've just been hypnotized to not even notice. (laughs) Damn, that's crazy to think I'm going to make a movie about that. (laughs) Time travel is going to be a component. A movie where it's 90 minutes of just regular life, and then at the end, everyone realizes they've all been hypnotized while a war (laughs) (laughs) And that it's only about that for like five minutes and then the movie's over (laughs) yeah man and then you know that like losers would be like oh my god this is the smartest shit i've ever seen i mean that's exactly what they did in this movie dude they made a pretty good movie about teen (laughs) angst and mental illness and then they made a shitty movie about time travel and everyone (laughs) was like whoa that's crazy yeah this movie fucking sucks ass (laughs) um he says he thinks a lot about fucking during school. Man, my man, just like me. Um, would you rather live with no dick or no hands? That's an interesting moral question posed I by I don't like film. how long that I've had to think already on this. But probably no dick I would rather, I think. Yeah? I think I'd like to have hands. What are you going to use the hands for? Fingering. That's actually a good point. I, f- I had failed to consider that. <laughs> Strictly fingering. Yeah. Now I that I don't have a penis. <laughs> I think that's probably the right answer. But if you look at it on the flip side, having no hands would probably get you a lot of sympathy uh, stuff on your dick. See, and I just feel like it would go the other way. You think if you had no hands, you'd How would I the shake the lady's dad's hand if I didn't have a hand? How would I give him a firm handshake? No, I'm the man for his daughter. That's actually a good point. Hmm. So, you know. 
this is a much. I guess you'd have to do. This like is a much a, deeper question than you initially. You know, it's yeah. not so cut and dry. You'd have to do like a little stump bump. Stump bump. Yeah. Go on for the fist bump. I got it. It'd be funny to fist bump your girlfriend's dad. What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like that thing we used to do with that uh, older comedian, where we would just dap merge a up. handshake into a dap. Man, I love that. <laughs> I, my favorite part was how much he loved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never did he understand he was being made fun of. He would look confused, but also so happy. Happy he was in. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. This did your first kiss remind you of how beautiful the world can be? Yes. Yeah? I don't want to elaborate, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pr- my first kiss was sick. It was yeah. at a Jack White concert. Damn, dude. Uh, with uh, I was uh, 16 years old. There was some, like, way older chick there. Hell and yeah. And we just, like, I didn't, I don't know her name. We just started talking and then made out with her. Hell That was yeah. pretty sick. Damn. It rocked, in fact. That is sick. My first kiss was on, I was sitting on a pole. Uh, you know those like pole fences that schools have? Yeah. I was sitting on one of those wearing Crocs, and uh, all my friends were surrounding me. Was it Crocs girl. and Socks Wednesday? It was Crocs and Socks Thursday. <laughs> oh, excuse Remember me. Remember correctly <laughs> if you're going to uh, reference it. But uh, and then uh, all me, and all my friends were surrounding me and this girl and peer pressuring us with a chant. And then uh, so we kissed, but I didn't know to, to close my eyes, and so I made eye contact <laughs> with one of the chanters. And then uh, the next year, he dated that girl. Damn, that's actually sad. That's yeah, that's <laughs> pretty sad for him. That you totally just big dog him, big dogged him. Oh, I don't. S- that's not the perspective I. Oh, have you think it's sad for you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, also, I thought it was unethical that they show the therapist meeting with Donnie's parents in this movie. Like, I think if your therapist ever tells your parents stuff, you should be allowed to fight her. Well, yeah, dude, that's why I never trusted therapists that my parents paid for, was that they were involved in it a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's also like you're either with me or against me. Yeah, know? that's the And thing. nobody who tells my mom stuff that would make her cry is on my team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, she sucks. But, yeah, I never trusted... Like I, I, Donnie's death is on her hands. I was in hands. therapy for a while before I turned 18, and I would just lie the whole time because I, f- I didn't trust them. I was convinced they were going to tell them everything. They probably would have. So I'd just be like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, why are you only wearing sweaters here? Because <laughs> I love my body so much. Why do you wear sweaters in the w- in the summer? Because I like my body so much I don't want all you guys getting jealous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to lose water weight. I, g- I got a real good physical regime. Uh, this movie uh, reminded me of how QAnon guys feel. Like, I think that most QAnon guys would identify with Donnie heavily in this movie. Most QAnon guys are already like, this is a parallel universe. Yeah, dude. It, well, that exactly. <laughs> Everything's interconnected. Everything's a parallel universe. Time travel's real. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I think... All their leaders are senile. Do you think them making all these fucked up movies, like, not based on real life, is, like, what made us all believe that uh, everything's like more than it seems. Um, I mean, I, d- I think it could honestly, yeah, to a degree. I don't think just these movies, but I think of uh, people, you know, pondering their place in the universe and feeling a little lost and aimless and not being able to come up with a satisfying answer for themselves. Kind of pushes them to, you know, either find something that's easy or make something up for themselves to, uh, you know, give purpose to their lives. I think every movie should be about God. Pro- it'd be a way I, safer like the way to dis- go. The discourse was a lot smarter back when, like, 
nobody wondered it, like what the purpose of it all is back when everybody just assumed that the purpose was like trying to get god to like you yeah you're just reverse engineering how this is actually about god's love yeah probably would be a way healthier way to live like yeah like it the world got so much worse ever since we stopped uh everybody being religious and see it got worse for us type of guys it got better for every other type of you're right but like honestly dude and i've been thinking about this for a while recently like religion's totally on the downfall like I have one, literally one friend who is religious and I'm goes to church. I'm getting into God stuff lately, though. Well, congratulations. I'm reading the Bible. I'm see, and I'm still not into God stuff, and I don't think I will be. I think that ship has sailed for me as a guy who is raised Catholic. Tough to be into God after that. Yeah, I'm trying to but get into God. I do think that there is. Um, we need something that fulfills the same purpose that church does. Yeah. The same community-minded, getting together with everybody, talking about the universe, thinking about our place and it, how we can make things better for everybody. Yeah, I, I, it's like now church is going online. Yeah, it, I mean, it really and is. That's like, a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, we have no gathering places. Like, it's so funny talking to people who don't do stand-up, and, like, we're super lucky being able to go out and hang out with a community of people every single night, but, like, so many people just don't have that. Yeah, a lot They're of just guys in their just... own heads or in their, you know, very small social circle and just not talking to any, anybody new not i wonder when you know. everybody's gonna realize that like uh, the social media thing is like not a good replacement for hanging with your boys i think once we get s- everyone gets super into the metaverse and then they're still sad after that yeah then oh man the metaverse stuff scares me i it makes me want to like ooh, i want to die i think it well see so you know what makes me want to die the most in that Actually, yeah, it does scare me thinking that like I can now be poor in a video game. Yeah, that's. I played awesome. video games so I couldn't be poor. Yeah, but also, I don't know if you heard them describing it, but they're like, yeah, we're just gonna create like if the world was a video game, and you'll still have to have a job. And it's like, yeah, why literally, would I do that. It's not why would I fun. Be a part of that, like, it's so lame, <laughs> and it sucks too be because TikTok. I'm not gonna. No, I don't want metaverse. that at all. I'm like. Uh, as a guy who likes video games and I can see that, uh, you know, like I do think NFTs and all that stuff is like it's good technology that's going to be important later. No, I but I think it's being implemented in such a fucking lame ass way that sucks. And it's just going to basically create take all the same problems we have now with rich guys and money and capitalism and all that shit. And now we're just pushing it to the online space. Which now it's like, like even lamer why? guys that are rich. Exactly, now. dude. It's like even more annoying types of guys. Like exactly. You thought Elon Musk was bad, dude. Wait until you get a glimpse of the rich guy who spent yeah. his whole life on Reddit. Like, Dude, I know. Well, and it sucks, too, because like... Or the rich guy with a soul patch. The games that these are being implemented in all fucking suck. Like, I was genuinely thinking about buying some... Uh, Decentraland cryptocurrency in the sandbox cryptocurrency. No, don't buy that. Just because it was blowing up, but then I wanted like did a little bit of research into it, and the games fucking suck, dude. Like they're so lame and boring and yeah. generic. Like it's all they're a, bad. It's, it's so a, stupid. Crypto is literally just an unregulated way to scam people with Ponzi scheme tactics. And also, it's uh, even worse for the economy than uh, everything that we have <laughs> right now. So I don't think it's even real. But what I will say is it scares the shit out of me. Like, if it is real, uh, it's going to be bad. It's not, nothing's getting better. People think it's going to yeah, save the world. Yeah, I mean, you're world. probably right. The only thing that will save the world is if we all become God-fearing Christians. True. 
<laughs> that That's right. That's sort of the only a, true thing you've said on this podcast. Sort of wholesome, so to be honest. But no, I think like, ooh, it's dark out there. Don't read stuff. That's the other thing. Yeah, get off the internet. Everybody needs to stop reading. Turn off the news. Don't even talk to your friends about stuff. Yeah, read a story. Yeah, don't read fiction only. Don't read real shit. Have you guys upsetting. seen Narnia? There's Check that shit out. It's crazy. You're never gonna find anything that makes you happy. Nah, about companies. stop trying. Yeah, just give up. Um, I the first time I watched this movie, I was like, you know, a high school virgin, mm-hmm. and I remember actively getting pissed off that Donnie had a girlfriend while also hallucinating and being crazy the whole time. Yeah, that's sort of ableist of you, to be honest. But yeah, I, well, I get you know. pissed off when everyone has a girlfriend. Yeah, no, regardless don't, of their abilities. That's so fucked up when people have girlfriends and you don't. <laughs> yeah, dude, I get s- I'm sick of that <laughs> shit. <to be> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when I when you meet like a girl and she's like, I have a boyfriend, and you're like, oh, I hate it when girls do that. <sighs> or she's like, let me introduce you to my boyfriend. I'm like, I'm gonna be mean to him. Yeah, it's straight up. It's so rude. <laughs> so fucking rude. <laughs> Don't even um, think to consider how I'd feel about you having a boyfriend that's not me. I do hate the free will argument. I hate, like, that's like, sometimes it feels like uh, like movies are just trying to sound like white guys with dreadlocks. Yeah, I mean, in this movie, totally is a white like guy argu- with dreadlocks. Arguing about free will is, like, the most boring thing of all time. Like, it doesn't matter if you have it or not. You still whipped your dick out on the train. Yeah, exactly. Here we are, and everything <laughs> everything's the same whether you have it or you don't. Yeah, so either like, the universe planned it or you did it, but you're still going to jail. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> dude. It doesn't matter, and it's an interesting thing to think about, but you'll never have a concrete answer. Also, even if we do cares. have free will, like we keep voting to have less free will. Yeah, so maybe uh, stop. <laughs> maybe stop with your free will. We should all just start believing in God and living in the woods. I think that's the only way to save the world. I believe that I am the one, and Frank chose me to tell everybody through my podcast to live in the woods. Yeah, man, I hope so. You could get easily uh, around 100 people to go and live in the woods if they listen to you. I believe that everybody should buy a bunch of lead pipes. No, not lead. What are those pipes? Sections of pipes. PVC? Yeah, and then caps. Two caps for each section of pipe. And then a bunch of fertilizer. And, like, some nails. And then, like, fuses. Yes. One fuse for each pipe. Natural. Right? And then, like, a five-pack of lighters. Mm -hmm. And then we move to a shack in the woods and live out our days in peace. Yeah. Maybe if you want to assemble all that stuff together and mail it to a guy, maybe you can. (laughs) Maybe you don't have to, though. It's free will. That's true. There's no use thinking about it any further. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It would feel nice to burn down a pedophile's house. Yeah, I thought about that. Well, and he... Because he, he didn't even, sick. dude, he didn't even know he was a pedophile when he burned down the house. He was just a guy that he hated. Oh, I thought he knew that. No, he he, he just uh, knew that he sucked. He hated oh, him. Man. He hated him and he burned down his house and then they found out he was a pedophile. Which, like, you imagine that. to do vigilante justice on certain types of guys. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, yeah, pedophile, the law shouldn't cover pedophiles. Yeah, they, what are we giving them rights we for? We should be allowed to kill them, but in exchange, they should also get to be above the law. <laughs> <laughs> they can't go to jail, but I can kill them if I want to. Yeah, but they can also kill you, <laughs> so. <laughs> and while we're at it, we lower the age of consent. Yeah, yeah. I also believe that we should do that. Um, yeah. Hmm. I also think, like, um, 
fuck. Never mind. I forgot what I think. But you should be able to uh, do vigilanteism. You should, but only if you're right. Yeah. If it works out well, the guy turns out to be a pedophile, then congrats, key to the city, thank you for your service. But yeah. if you were wrong, jail. Well, yeah, then you're a murderer. Yeah. And that's not then okay. you're an arsonist. Yeah. That an sucks. arsonist murderer. <laughs> yeah. Which I do not support. No. Those are two of my least favorite groups of people. But yeah, like, because you should call the cops for any other crime, but like, when someone's a pedophile, the cops should call you. Yeah. Yeah. And be like, yo, get a get that's some, actually how get we, some boys together. We got a problem. That's how we replace church. We get the whole community out in the street yes. hunting down pedophiles. Well, and this could also this this is also how we're gonna not only defund the police, uh, <laughs> but it's also how we're gonna get people to calm down on Twitter. Yeah, you know, you don't have to take to Twitter. You can just take to the streets now. We're bringing that back. Honestly. There's a lot less time in the day to be posting when you're spending most of it macheteing. Guys. Yeah, when you're chanting and pitchforking. Like, yeah. yeah, you got stuff going on. Yeah. You're busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're busy living in the moment. Oh, I have ADHD. I am always need to check the social media. Well, I'll tell you what takes your attention. A uh, blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> Martyrdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys think uh, fucking, who is a martyr? St. Paul of Catholicism? Yeah, sure. Uh, Oscar Romero is a martyr. Yeah, Edward Snowden. You think that guy's wondering what's going on on Twitter? No, he's busy being tortured in a black site. Yeah, true. Yeah. Abu Ghraib. Is he in Abu Ghraib? No, he's in Russia. He's oh. just, he's got an apartment. He's doing fine. Uh, I mean Julian Assange. Oh, there you go. Meant. Yeah, I don't know. He's Probably he's in Abu Ghraib. No, I think he's in... Um, fuck, I just heard... Anyway, it doesn't matter. But he's somewhere. That's not there. It's got an English name. Is that okay to say? Uh, yes, I but don't only because you're white. I don't want to be xenophobic, but um, Julian Assange is in an uh, American prison. I'm uh, with a American name. I'm uh, you're xenophobic. I'm zanyphobic. I oh, hate yeah. shit that's really silly. <laughs> 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 I hate shit that's goofy and silly. <laughs> um. I don't know. What do you th- is this movie about controlling your own destiny? That's that's my best guess. Um kind of. I think it might yeah, I think yes it is. I don't know if that's what the director was intending, but me personally, yeah, I do think it is about that. Mm. Cuz I mean like if we want to get into the time travel nonsense, yes, he is technically controlling everyone's destiny and uh essentially choosing his own by sending the uh jet engine back in time to kill himself instead of having the girl die so yeah he is taking his destiny into his own hands and if you want to look into it as the you know frank represents his terrible mental health uh him killing frank and you know again yes he is taking his destiny into his own hands Mm. i think whether this movie sucks or not you can say it is about a a guy who is bogged down and sad and you know he doesn't feel good but he recognizes that and he does something about it that's true. Which is more than uh, anyone has done in the last 10 years. Would you sacrifice yourself to save a woman's life? Um, uh, Probably not right now. I mean, yeah, there's people who I probably would sacrifice my life to save. For me, it would depend on the color of her eyes. <laughs> How pretty they are. Yeah. How my heart jumps when she says my name. Yeah. Cause like, or like how it feels when we cuddle, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah. Do you think you've ever felt true love? I don't know. (laughs) Hope not. (laughs) If I have, I'll tell you, it's not that exciting. Yeah, dude, if I have, and it's like, 
man. No, I think it's like wh- like when you get the. F- uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Th- I don't want to get too um, hold the phobic on the podcast, so I won't describe what I think. Horny phobic. Yeah, yeah, I'm horny phobic. <laughs> I just don't like it when people get boners. Um, but no, if a girl had like, um, uh, like you know those blue eyes that are like real clear. Yeah. Like if a girl had like those. a like a husky's eyes, like a Siberian yeah, yeah, husky's yeah. eyes. Yeah, like if a girl had one of th- had those eyes, then yeah, I would sacrifice myself to save yeah. her. Yeah. And if she was like covered in fur and really good at like pulling like sleds. She and loved shit. playing fetch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if she loved like rolling around in the snow and she's like, not one of those annoying ass vegan girls. She only eats meat. Yeah, she just like meat. Sleeps on the floor and loves going for walks and shit. Knows how to pull a sled. Yeah. Did you I could see that myself. Already? Yeah, but no. I could see myself sacrificing. <laughs> Damn, sacrificing dude. for her. Yeah, covered in fur, smells like a dog. I feel like a lot of these episodes recently have devolved into me um, yearning. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of yearning lately. Yeah, you know, I feel Not like gonna look into it. Probably a result of watching all these old movies. I would say. Because this is a movie <laughs> podcast, and I'm bringing it back to that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think our parents learned from Donnie Darko? Hmm. That it's important to uh, get revenge. True. Um, that you should... I don't know. Like, I don't even know what I... I still don't think I even get it. Yeah, what like... What do you think they learned? I mean, I think that they learned that shit that doesn't make sense is smart, actually, because <laughs> they don't <laughs> get it. Um, <laughs> the less it makes sense, the smarter... I think the peop- the fans of this movie are also fans of, like, really fast rap music. Yeah, you're right. Like and they're like, it's impressive because I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's impressive because uh, there's so much interpretation <laughs> of what they're saying right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the most foreign American film yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's a that's a very good way to put that. I understood every word on their own, <laughs> <laughs> but all together? Oh, dude, no idea. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, if anything... Like, what people can learn from this movie is not bring up politics at the dinner table. That's huge. And um, try to not be mean to your family out of spite when you have depression. Yeah, that's another great one. Extend that to your classmates and everyone you love. Yeah. Um, but also, I, I think that this movie poisoned everyone into thinking that they are the main character. Yeah. That the fate of the world depends on them and that everyone in the world exists to serve them and their self-interests. Yeah, I think the whole genre of like sci-fi-y, like, par- like well, the yeah, from it's the Matrix to this to fucking Inception. It's the whole chosen one secret world type of yeah. fucking movie uh, where, you know, everything's normal. Everyone, Everyone's stuck in the humdrum monotony of life except you. You're special. You've broken out of here. You know, it's a very nice escapist story that I've turned to. Uh, a couple times when I feel sad and that uh, my life is hopeless, but like you can't think that's how the world is usually. Yeah. You're right. This world isn't for you. It's also for everyone else who the world also is not for them either. You know. But this movie also taught uh, me that if a guy ever kills my girlfriend, uh, I got to get back. I got to get back in blood immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have like a the thing where you like kind of hope someone wrongs you so that you can get revenge? No, just I have like an insatiable desire for. I absolutely don't have that. Huh? Like if that happened to me right now, I would be I would be pissed that I had to make time in my day to avenge them. Damn, man. Because, yeah, I have this thing in me where I'm just like, God, I hope somebody fucking gives me a reason to kill them. No, I is that healthy? Probably not. Mm. I actively hope because I've been there where I've been walking down the street and just been like, 
hope that guy fucking tries something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like how I exist every yeah, day. Yeah, no, I, that's that's been out of me for a while. I'm just like, I would love to be double-crossed, No, dude. Yeah, no, I can't handle that. I hate it when people double-cross me. It and sucks. And that's the other thing, is I hate it when it happens, but I still, like, have an urge for it to happen. Oh, yet. no, it drives me crazy. Can't handle it. Damn, dude. But So if you're listening to this and you know any of my secrets, please share them. Yeah, share. <laughs> looking for something to do. Spread lies about Brad. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's about all I got. That's also about all I have. Um. Hey. Uh. Follow us on Instagram or whatever. Keen yep. underscore Beatty and I hate Brad. Me and Brad will be. Um, doing a bunch of stand up everywhere. Yep. Swag Thursdays at the damn grindstone. Oh yeah. Um, fucking. I'll be at the comic strip this weekend. Come say hi. I'll be at uh, in the Vancouver House of Comedy next weekend. Come say hi. I'm rolling around Alberta doing road work, baby. That's what I'm all about, dog. Um, also, we're gonna start a talk show soon. Probably so next week or the week after. Yeah. The YouTube. And uh, that's about it. Keep fucking swagging on. Yep. Keep calm swag on. Yeah. If there's any amateur hypnotists listening to this, we'd like to formally challenge you to a one-on-one hypnosis off. And if there's any pro hypnotists, fucking make yourself known. Yeah. yeah, Why are you so scared? Show yourself, pussy. (laughs) (laughs)